Hey there, sweet sister friend. Welcome back to the Shine with Franny show. All right, I've got an age-old debate that I'm not sure if there's a right or a wrong answer, but I'd love to hear you weigh in. The question is, how long do you leave your Christmas decorations up? Yes, I want to know from you, how long do you leave your decorations up? In fact, just this morning, I was on a text thread with my two BFFs and one was saying, hey, today we're just going to be taking down decorations. And the other said, oh my gosh, I'm just getting all of mine up. So it was quite the dichotomy of taking down and leaving them up. And I don't know about you, but when I was a little girl, I remember my very Italian Nana just commanding that the Christmas decorations remain standing and intact until January 6th which is the epiphany, the supposed day that the three kings arrived to worship Jesus. I won't get into all that, but it's most likely that he was a toddler when they actually arrived. And then I also heard that the decorations are to remain intact until 12 days after Christmas, hence the song, The 12 Days of Christmas. Now, when I was a homeowner and I lived in Cleveland, I took this to a whole new level. All right, y'all, I'm just gonna be real. My favorite color is Christmas lights. So I actually decorated my Christmas tree in all red lights. And then I left it standing through, wait for it, Valentine's Day. Yes, all the way through, almost to the end of February. And I removed the Christmas ornaments. I did have some, you know, morals and scruples about this. (laughs) I removed the Christmas ornaments and I just replaced them with those little like lace cutout um, hearts, like really simple little heart cutouts, like super cute, like little doily lace cutouts. And there's just something about Christmas lights that really just sets the tone and just makes it feel so festive. But sister, we all know that the spirit of Christmas is in us every single day. As believers, we get to experience the spirit of Christmas every single day. Now, while I might be a little Christmas light obsessed, (laughs) we are so blessed to have the light that keeps on shining, and that is Jesus. And while Christmas is over and we've heard Isaiah 9, I'm going to go and we're going to unpack that a little bit more today. So in your Bibles, I would encourage you to go and turn in your Bibles to Isaiah 9. And the section is entitled, To Us, A Child is Born. And we're going to start in verse 2 because it starts with, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Now, sister, you have likely encountered the light and the love of Jesus in a very dark moment of your own personal life. Most of us are not on the mountaintops when we experience Jesus. We're usually in the dark depths and recesses of the valleys of life. And it continues and it says, those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. How blessed are we? Even David reminds us, you know, in Psalm 23, that there is a valley of death. There's a valley of darkness, but the best part is, is that Jesus is there to illuminate our path. He is the light that has dawned. And I just love that we are able to look to the many heroes of the Bible. And he, of course, has provided so many people in the Bible with miracles and signs and wonders. And we get to experience that too. He provides for us comfort and healing and victory. As we continue reading in Isaiah 9, We read in verse four, as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders and the rod of the oppressor. Um, If you want to look up going into Midian's defeat, I would encourage you to head back to Judges 7, 
which is where you'll see the reference to um, Gideon's victory over Midian. And so, you know, we know though that God has given us Jesus to shatter the yoke of burdens of slavery and the bar across their shoulder and the rod of the oppressor. So sister, I just invite you today to sit and ask God, how can Jesus shatter this yoke and release this bondage and oppression? It's simple. You just accept it. You just receive it. I was just talking with my nephew this week about how our faith as believers is the one religion where we don't have to do anything. It's simply receiving. So just like you gave gifts this week, and just like hopefully you gave them without an expectation of something in return, and it was just because of the love and your charitable heart and your just desire, you know, it says God loves a cheerful giver, your desire to cheerfully give and bestow, bestow a gift onto someone, that is exactly what Jesus has done. And so the forces of the enemy, they want to harm us. He wants to defeat us. And he wants, of course, to tear us down, to break us down. And the best part is, just like we started in verse 2, that in that darkness, that is where we will experience the light. The Christmas lights are ever present. And so what the enemy wants to use as our demise and to harm and defeat us is actually what is going to be the fuel, if you will, that God will use to accelerate and propel us. So turning your Bible to verse five, it says, every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning. It will be fuel for the fire. Now, what happens here? This is actually a ritual that at the end of a battle, um, the armies would actually go and they would do just what it says here, that they would take their boots, they would take their garments, they would roll them in the blood um, of their enemies, and then they would use it. They would burn them all up and it would become the fuel for the fire. And so sister, I would encourage you to think about what you have come through, the battles that you have come through this year. Let that be fuel for your fire. Sit, reflect, think about 2022. Ask the Lord, what has he brought you through? I asked in my Facebook group with my membership group, I said to them, you know, what have you overcome? What have you experienced victory over in 2022? And I would invite you to do the same. Sit with your journal, sit with the Holy Spirit, pray in your prayer language, and just ask the Lord, what have you overcome through the work of the Lord, through calling upon Jesus to help you in your time of need, to help you when you felt like you were walking in the darkness? Where has he illuminated your path? Perhaps he's illuminated a relationship, or perhaps he's illuminated a stronghold that needs to be torn down. I would invite you to sit and think about how you can use that fuel for the fire, if you will. And then I want to finish with this, where we get to see and experience the character of God as described in Isaiah 6. It says, for to us, a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace. I love how we see God's true nature represented here. We, of course, have each of the nouns, which are preceded with an adjective. He is wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace. Well, there's two nouns there. But I say that because I want you to ask yourself, do you have a problem that needs some help? Call on Jesus because he is the wonderful counselor. Do you need a miracle? Then call on Jesus because he is the mighty God. Do you need a 
of meat, excuse me, do you have a need that only a father can meet? Then call on Jesus because he is our everlasting father. And do you perhaps have a situation or relationship that needs redemption or restoration or peace brought into it? It might be the peace in your heart that is all you need here, sister. Then I would call, I would call, excuse me, I would invite you to call upon Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Sister, we know that it tells us in Romans 8 that we have victory, that we are more than conquerors. As you dive into this scripture today, into Isaiah 9, and really just dive into that chapter, look and see, it says at the very end of that section, it says there in uh, verse 8, pardon me, verse 7, that the zeal of the Almighty Lord will accomplish this. It's done. It is through Jesus and this prophecy here that we get to experience victory. Victory is complete. We have complete victory over our enemies. So anything that came upon you this year, it is just like it says in verse four, the day of Midian's defeat, that it has been shattered. It is no longer going to be a part of your existence as you walk in victory, as you call upon the mighty name of Jesus, the matchless, countless name of Jesus, the mighty counselor, mighty, excuse me, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and the prince of peace. So while you might go ahead and dismantle the lights and the tree and take down your Santas and the snowmen and all the things that you have decorating your house and they might be packed up and stored until next year. Dear one, I pray that Jesus, the light of the world, his light will shine ever so brightly in and through you, in and through your life, through your circumstances, not only this Christmas season, but well into 2023. That is my hope and my prayer for you that you will continue to experience the joy of Christmas, the peace of Christmas, the love of Christmas, and the hope that comes from knowing that Jesus is Savior, Jesus is King. Call upon him today, dear one. And until we meet next time, keep on shining.